Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 I've been listening to your show for years and years and years. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hope you're having an excellent afternoon. It's 3.03. Thank you for joining us. Jack is here producing. KXAN is reporting. And Austin Mann has reached a plea bargain agreement with the Travis County District Attorney, he has pleaded guilty to two felonies, and in return, he gets probation instead of prison time. He has to go to anger management, parenting classes, and pay $17,000 in restitution. This is a case from 2022. Witnesses say teenage boys were throwing dog poop at this man's front door on his home. They fled on bikes. He chased them in his car, jumped out of the car. Witnesses say he started punching one of the teens, the car rolled forward while all of this was going on, and it ran over and killed one of the 13-year-old boys, according to witnesses. We're getting your thoughts on this at 512-836-0590. James is in East Austin. Hi, James. How are you this afternoon? Pretty good. How are you doing? Great, sir. Welcome, James. Yeah, I work in the judicial system, and I, and I don't mean to be hard or anything, but I think that punishment was justified 10 years probation. I think uh, that you really don't know what all happened. You sent a 13-year-old. That 13-year-old may have been a 6-foot, 180-pound uh, person. You don't know exactly what happened. And I just cannot imagine the man jumping in his car. He had to look for his keys unless he had his keys right in his pocket or his, or his hand. Something had been going on for them to target that man's house. And you have to look at the parents in uh, the children doing something like that. What about the parents? Are they coaching their kids right to, to be throwing dog poop at somebody's house? That's pretty bad, I think. So, But he did get punished, probation, $17,000 in fines, restitution. Um, that's all I have to say about that. James I, could, I, 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 James, I would think that would be a fair sentence. If he would have just done that, and uh, uh, nobody would have been killed, that yes, uh, but 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 when when a life is taken, when a life is taken, and I think you've got to have a measure of self control and just look at what it is. I know people would get mad. Listen, as a kid, James, we all did stupid things. We all did dumb right, things. You, you know. But you saying you saying a life taken? He didn't take his life. Oh, it was an accident. His car was still in gear. Gun. His car was know, still in gear. It was because of his negligence. Well, and James, let yeah. me see if this changes anything for you. I, I'm reading a couple of reports of when this actually happened, and in one of the reports, it says that witnesses said that this man got out saying, "You're going to die tonight, you little blank." Uh, and then just immediately went to punching the kid. I think that's, in my opinion, I think that's pretty bad, but I think it's a history with the man and the kids because someone just don't do that uh, normally just out of clear. So I think it's a history. 
And I've known that I've gotten out of my car sometime in a hurry and forgot to uh, forgot to put it in gear. Thought I had it in gear, but I caught it enough time to to get back in it. Just just in a point of just doing something too fast. And I think out of anger, jumping out of his vehicle, did not totally put it in gear. To me, that's a plain accident. All right, James, thank you. Have a good afternoon, sir. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. But to me, that you are so angry and wanting to jump out and beat up these kids that you don't even bother to check to see if you have properly stopped the vehicle speaks volumes, too. Mm-hmm. Let's go to David in Georgetown. It's 307. Welcome, David. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Um, yeah, this kind of rings a bell because when I was 15, I think, um, me and a buddy were driving mopeds around, and we threw crab apples off a tree at a car, and this guy ran me down, like hit me off the curb, ran me down, and put on rings and beat, you know, beat me up really bad. Um, and we were just being stupid kids. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. Um, what how, what was up, the outcome of that, David? Well, it ended up that we went to the police station, and, you know, this this is in the 70s, so, like, there wasn't cell cameras or whatever. So we couldn't really identify it. Um, um and I, I was I was always hurt pretty bad, and this guy was like, you know, nothing happened to his car. We were throwing apples. They How were, old were you now again? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. And um, and now, I mean, like, it wasn't just like I'm going to whack this guy. I mean, he put rings on and beat me up ridiculously. All right. Uh, thank you, David. You have a good afternoon. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Also in the news today, the federal government is out with a new report. It says it's been 30 years since Americans were paying this much for food. Eating continues to cost 11.2% of the average family budget. It hasn't been that high since 1990. Since 1990, according to the federal government, now this is all adjusted for inflation, and they've got a big graph that goes along yeah. with this. But we're talking about food you buy at the grocery store to cook at home, or food and eating out. It remains a huge part of the family budget. And this is bad news for Joe Biden because uh, it affects everybody. And you're right, Mark. Grocery stores, and they had examples of people who go to restaurants and say, "Maybe I won't get that appetizer." Maybe I won't get that extra macaroni and cheese. It is affecting all Americans, and it's affecting a lot of poor people and middle-income people, too. Yeah, I thought it was to to see that the restaurant and food company executives, they're asked about, you know, your prices are high. In restaurants, it says it's up 5.1% compared to last year. At the same time, groceries up 1.2%, and they said rising labor costs. And then some ingredients have gotten, again, that push that you have to have a $20-$25 minimum wage did exactly what we thought it would do. It It drives up the prices for everybody. So essentially, you're getting cut. You're not getting your $20-$25 minimum wage because it's being cut by what you're having to pay in food, something you have Mm -hmm. to have to sustain you. 
The Wall Street Journal says 22 states just enacted a higher minimum wage for people working in the food business last month. So that will pour more gasoline on the fire that's already raging across America in terms of food costs. I, it, and it's it's right around the neck of, of President Biden because he talks a lot about Biden, Biden, um, Bidenomics. He made his post-Super Bowl about there's not enough chips in a, a bag of chips. So <clears throat> it is a big issue with Americans, huge issue, bottom line issue with them. Here is a Democrat voter focus group that was on MSNBC today. They asked them, how is President Biden doing? These are all Democrats. And this was put on by MSNBC. The question is, how is President Biden doing in his job? How do you think he's doing so far? Well, I don't I don't think he's doing well. I think, though, I'm what you're hearing is you're hearing the people closest to him, the people that's, that work with him, they all keep talking about how how well, how lucid he is and how he's so sharp and how he's on it. But we're not seeing that. That's what we need to see. It's up to them to prove to us that everything's okay. I but agree. Even if he's slow or uh, not as articulate as he was, I think he's still able to make great decisions. He's got surrounding himself with wonderful advisors, and I have everything. I think his mental acuity is fine. I think it has more to do with his physical appearance. And I think when you listen to him, the cadence of his words is slowed down. But a lot of that is natural aging. aging. He's 81. Anything jump out to you, Melinda, in what they were saying? I think his mental acuity is fine. It's his physical. And I have I have nothing to say about him physically. A man gets up every day and, and walks about, tries to jog, does all that. I, I don't question physically if he's up to the job. Mentally, I do have questions. And it is because of remarks that he makes that has nothing to do with the topic at hand. And the one lady, she said, everything's good. He's got good, yes. advi- he's got good advisors around him. Yes. Sorry, we didn't hire. We didn't elect the advisors. We elect the president. We want the president to be making the decisions. And if you're thinking that it's the advisors and the good people around him, then why would you have him continue in office? I think the physical and mental go hand in hand. I don't think he's all right mentally and physically. What I saw a video today, bless his heart, tripping up the stairs at Air Force One, he's got he's got shoes. He's got like Hoka shoes I wear that are comfortable that will grip the floor and stuff. They're trying all they can, but he just God bless the man. He just has he's he's getting older by the day, and it's he's it's right in front of our face. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety three thirteen. Now Mark, Melinda, and Ed. On your radio or streaming on your digital device, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. A mother in New York City is suing TikTok and Instagram. She's blaming them for the death of her son. He was 15 when he tried to do subway surfing, riding on top of a train in New York City. He fell and died, and the mom is alleging in the lawsuit that the social media platforms goaded him into this stunt by recommending videos to him showing other kids climbing on top of the trains. Oh, boy, this is, Mark, uh, this is this outlandish lawsuit. Does that mean if there's a TikTok of someone jump, jumping off the Empire State Building, 
He's going to be so influenced. He's going to do that as a TikTok challenge. I'm sorry for your loss, ma'am, but your son made this decision, horrendous decision, to do a stupid, dangerous stunt, and you're just going to have to live with the consequences, ma'am, and uh, you should be getting no money. Yeah, she says that they targeted, goaded, and encouraged the teenager to do this. Uh, anybody that looks at those should go, this is stupid. Why would I do this? Now, potentially, I, I think with the social media, perhaps you don't allow your seven, your 15-year-old to have access to the social media if they can't handle it, uh, if they see a video and say, I need to do something that's stupid. But the part of the lawsuit that maybe there's something there would be that she's also filing suit against MTA, uh, saying that they're not stopping the kids from climbing on the train. I could potentially see, is there easy access to something like that? Do you have people I don't even know how they get up there, to be quite honest. I don't either, Mel. Are there know. people that ride the train that can, that should see, okay, we've got a bunch of kids on here, or we have a kid, they potentially would go up there. Maybe something along the lines there, if there's not any kind of safety preventions in place to prevent them from climbing yeah, up I on see top, where you're going. Yeah. maybe that, but not... Not the social media goading him and encouraging him to do this. The lawsuit says her son got a video titled Subway Surfing Challenge. This happened last year, February of last year, and he died minutes later. They're saying he watched one of these videos and he went right out, climbed up on a train and tried to surf on top of yeah, it. Yeah, exceedingly dangerous, exceedingly stupid. And he was on top of there and as he went... There was one of the, I guess, a bar hanging and just got him on the head and killed him and stuff. But, Mel, I, I, I don't know if they're, they can, if the MTA, the, the transit's at fault or anything, because I think kids can just jump up on top of these at platforms or whatever. Yeah, yeah like I said, again, I don't know how, they're, don't how they get on top of it. Um, if there's something there that where they can have some kind of preventive measure. I don't know that she gets money from them, but perhaps you put that into place to ensure that other people don't. I mean, in this, you would think that people would go, you know, it's probably a really dumb idea to climb up. Oh, yeah. They don't. So perhaps we do need to put that warning label on there, you know, like don't eat the Tide Pods. <laughs> don't climb up on top of a moving Something train. Something wrong with eating Tide Pods? Yeah, that was a TikTok challenge. 512-836-0590. Some members of Congress are accusing the Biden administration of hiding the files that show how many vicious crimes illegal immigrant children have been committing in the United States. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan is going to subpoena these records, Melinda. Well, apparently he already did, and they just gave him a whole bunch of redacted papers yeah. that didn't have any pertinent information whatsoever, and that includes two teens or underage that came here illegally, killing, raping of other people. I, you have to ask, why would you redact that information? What are you trying to hide in doing so? You're trying to hide. This is just part of the whole deal. It's out of control. We don't know who these people are. We don't know where they're from. We don't know their, their, their backgrounds with violence. And this is another way. This is just da damaging and devastating to the administration that... Yes, there are crimes going on. We've seen them on television, crimes going on. But with horrendous crimes like this, 
They're going to try to hide as much as they can. They're going to hands off. We we don't know. We don't know. This category of unaccompanied minors can run all the way up to a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about 15, 16, 17-year-olds that could do a lot of damage. And some of them now stand accused of horrible crimes like rape and murder across America. Yeah, and the fact that you would redact the information shows that you know that you are not vetting these children or teens or almost adults that are coming across. You're just saying, you fall under this category. And remember, they're allowing ones that are lying about their age, and there's no way to check that have been let in and have committed horrible crimes too. Um, So that's what they're hiding. And I guess they just think us, the American people, will will never figure it out. Hey, as long as we don't have anything showing up in writing, we're, we're covered. 512-836-0590. Let's go to Timmy in Stonewall on KLBJ. Hello, Timmy. How are y'all today? Fine, Timmy. Welcome. On the story you're talking about the, where the young man fell off the top of the train. Yes. And the family is suing TikTok. Yes. I wish they would sue TikTok, and I hope the, I hope the family gets millions. They need to shut these sites down. That's 99% of what's wrong with our children today is what they're learning on the stupid telephone. Maybe maybe some of these sites will learn a lesson and they'll back off on some of the stuff that they're letting on there that our children are learning. I, I see where, listen, social media has been, in devil. my belief, yeah. the downfall of society, not only for young people, but for the older people as well. I I would be all for that, um, but... Well, I mean, look at, look at the schools. A, a child can't even go to school today without having a cell phone in their pocket. I well, mean, yeah, that, well, it's, just, it's ridiculous. But, but this, but Some that, but of that's the, on parents, it's too. It's parents, too. You can take away that cell phone. Yes, you could, but I mean, but you put all that stuff out there for them, and, and it gets warped in their mind, and it's all they know. Look at what video games have done to them. When I was 15, 16 years old, I didn't know what it was to be on the inside of the house. We were outside from the time the sun come up and the sun went down. Now you can't get a kid to go outside to do nothing. All they want to do is sit on a, on a video game. Here we go. That's, That's parents, parenting. parents again, Timmy. And you know what, Timmy, there are a lot of people who watch video games who don't do anything bad. I know we've I had some, that. you know, but but I we did, you just that. can't. And TikTok is used. Goodness sakes, Timmy, our president's on, on a TikTok. Political candidates well, are on TikTok. Idiot. There are a lot of people on TikTok. Well, I just I just know it's, it's ruined our children. It's ruined our society. It's just it's just wrong. I just I don't know. I'll let it go with that. Okay, Timmy, have a good day, sir. Thank you. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Jimmy is in Bastrop with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hello, Jimmy. Welcome. Hey, how are you doing? Great, sir. Thank you, Jimmy. Okay, what I was going to say is on the trains, when I was in college many, many years ago, we used to go where they would slow down and you could hop a a boxcar, and on the back of the boxcars, they have a ladder that goes up to the top as far as getting on the roof. We never did, but that's stupid, but but there is a way to get up there. But I was going to say, with the teenage crime, uh, where I'm an administrator at school, there's probably 50 to 60 minimum kids there from either Middle America or South America and and other places. And most of them are either 
before we get here or after they come are in some type of a gang. Now, my school, I'm in charge of discipline. We don't have a bunch of discipline problems, to be honest. I told the teachers right off the bat, if they get two strikes, they're talking too loud, they're talking in class, if they don't do their work in class, they, you tell them to get busy twice in one day, third day you email me, I guarantee you there's a consequence. So we don't have a lot of big problems because we stop the little problems. Do you have corporal punishment as an option? That We do. I, I won't do it. I didn't hit my kids. I'm not going to hit somebody else's. I take care of it other ways, but they know there's a consequence. I, I, we don't have that problem. Jimmy, I'm you, just you, saying, we don't have that problem. Well, that's good. I, we're glad to hear that. That's terrific. You mentioned 50 to 60 kids from Central America and South America. Are they high school age, Jimmy? Oh, those are all high school. I have no idea what's in the junior high or the elementaries. That's just strictly high school, and we're a, a 4A school, so we're not a real big school. And you have identified some who have gang tattoos, is that right? Oh, oh yeah. They have to cover them up with Band-Aids or, or something. They can't let them show. I mean, we got kids with teardrops. We just oh, had, goodness. right before Christmas, not at school, but uh, one of our freshmen shot, killed a sophomore out at the park because uh, they were in different gangs. Mm -hmm. For those who don't know, Jimmy, what does that teardrop signify? That means they've killed at least one. For every teardrop, that's somebody they killed. Good Lord. Wow. Man, you have yeah. your hands full there, Jimmy. Oh, there, it's, we don't have a lot. I'm telling you, we don't have them rolling. The problem is, is if you don't care the little thing, there's got to be a consequence. If they get in trouble, there's a consequence. And you take care of the little consequences, what? talking in class, not doing your work. What do you do? You don't what, what, worry what, about the big ones. What do you do? What is your number one consequence of, for misbehaving? Okay, after school detention. That's number one. Well, they got lunch detention, but I don't really agree with that. That's not doesn't take away. Doesn't put any pressure on the parents to get them home. But they, we get after school detention. From there, we go to ISS. And we can't hardly suspend them because... If you suspend kids, it's the mark and TEA against your school. And you get a bunch of marks, and you're not rated very high. So you, you, suspension's kind of not, All right. not the way to go. Same thing with ISS. If you have kids in ISS all the time, all the time, that's not too good for your, your accreditation. Jimmy, thank you, sir. We appreciate it. You're weighing in from the front lines. Have a good afternoon, sir. Thank you. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. 3.32, we go to Rick in Cedar Park on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Rick. How are you? I'm doing great. I love your show, as always. Um, I was calling in, I uh, heard Melinda say that they need to do a better job of vetting these kids as they come through, and I would simply argue, I don't see how that would be even possible. Let's say that was reversed. Let's say American kids were breaking into Mexico and committing crimes, and they said, well, how come you aren't doing that? How would every child record here in the United States is sealed until they're 18 or whatever, so anything they've done isn't available for the public to find out what they did. Uh, I can't imagine these other countries are any different. I'm not sure I'm following with the with my statement with the vetting. Uh, these are 
we're talking about those that come across illegally uh, by themselves that the hum- uh, the Department of Homeland Security takes in and then they try to search for a sponsor or they just release depending on their age. However, they're not really checking anything on these kids. Like I mentioned, there was, um, I know of a guy that was in Florida who said he was 17. They, the Department of Homeland Security accepted that. They let him into the interior. A family took him in. He ended up killing the family that took the, the the man of the family that took him in because and and come to find out I think he was like twenty four twenty six. Oh, and, oh! I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm simply saying, let's say the kid was seventeen, and they were trying to do a background check, and they called their country of origin to try to find out what this kid had done. If he's a minor, are those records even available for us to find oh. out what this child has done in another country? Okay. Okay. Now I get what you're saying. Um, I don't even think that they're even calling to check. We've also had stories about, and, and I don't know that they would be able to find that out, but we've had stories about uh, ones that have the known gang markings, tattoos on their body, and they're not even looking at those or marking, hey, they, th- this is a known gang tattoo. We probably should not let him in. They're just allowing for them to come in. Yeah, they are definitely failing on every level, and I'm not calling to try to toot their horn or nothing. I'm simply stating because of the dynamic of the situation, because these are children and because they're coming from these other countries, I'm not sure how we could – I mean, if they were an adult, you know, there's probably adult records from these other countries of crimes and stuff. But if they're children, you know, are there going to be records of the, of the things they've done in their past? Even if they're – let's say they're, they're gang members. If our gang members are – we have a 14-year-old gang member who's committed some crime – the courts still, I think, seal those records until they're 18 or until they commit a crime past 18 or something like that. And I'm sure, I don't know how we as a government would be able to vet children, people 17 and under, coming from other countries when we would have no way to get any information on them because they are minors. Rick, sadly, we can't even get the information on adults because a lot of these countries just don't keep that kind of information and they don't cooperate. Rick, thank you. Have a good afternoon, sir. 512-836-0590. He's done it again. The White House says President Biden is proud to announce today he has canceled another $1.2 billion in college loan debt. 150,000 Americans will be getting an email from President Biden. The White House says that they're proud to announce the president has now wiped away $138 billion in college loan debt for 3.9 million Americans. I'm kind of confused till I thought the Supreme Court ruled against the president for doing that. I know it was a different set of or sort of loan, but it seems like this is really, really a slap in the face of the Supreme Court once again by this president to say, I take politics over what the Supreme Court said on this issue. You know where I'm confused? Where the heck is Congress? Why aren't they? This isn't the first program. He's been rolling out a program here, a program there. Here's a billion. Here's a million. Whatever he's doing. Where is Congress? Why are they not saying, Mr. President, this is not in your line of things that you can do without us? Yeah, they they should be doing it, and they should have done that when he stepped out 10 minutes after the Supreme Court decision announcing, I'm still going to keep shifting this debt to the taxpayers. Mm -hmm. 
And he did. It took him about 10 minutes to step mm-hmm. out and make that statement. Now, these people who are having uh, their debt shifted to the taxpayers have been making payments for at least 10 years. And originally, they had borrowed $12,000 or below. So Biden says these people have been working on it for at least 10 years, and they have not been able to pay back $12,000. See, and that just makes me question what the heck are they doing. Right. Exactly. Not that, oh, they've been paying for 10 years and couldn't pay. What? How? Do you, can pay do you that know off. how to handle finances? Do you know how to do or? something every month? Yeah. And you had the free ride during the pandemic. Did you stop paying then, or did you just let it go then? Samantha is with us from downtown on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Samantha. Welcome. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all doing today? Very well, Samantha. Nice to hear from you. I, I'm just so upset with Biden. I, I just I don't know how you would call this anything but but buying votes. Right, Samantha, to me, this is just buying votes. His support is wavering with the young people because of the situation with Hamas and Israel, and he's going to great lengths to say, hey, you, please, look what I've I'm done sorry. for you. I'm sorry. Look what I've done for you. I'm in my car. It's quite all right. It, it's, just, it's just driving me crazy. I mean, how many people, it's like, this, it, and it's, it's not just young people, but there are a lot of people with student loans. If, they, if you've had to pay them off for like 10 years, right, to be able to eligible, there's you get a lot of people from, you know, 30 to 40, and a lot of those people vote, but they'd be a lot more inclined to vote for, vote for Biden if, you, if you've got all this, this debt discharged. And, and that's why he's doing it, Samantha. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You have a good day. Appreciate it. Yes, Melinda. Well, just so, as she's saying, you know, 10 years, that's not a long time. I, what did you get? your degree in right uh especially when you're talking about twelve thousand dollars in the grand scheme of how much college can cost twelve thousand is not that much it's a lot of money but it's not a lot when you're talking about how much i mean that's like a semester for some people what are you doing why aren't you able to pay that off and are you even paying anything and if you're not why should it be on the rest of us to pick that up? Mm-hmm. And again, another insult to the people who did it right, who paid off $12,000 in student loans. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona says the people getting this relief today have sacrificed and they have saved for a decade or more to make their student loan payments. Doesn't sound like it. Prove no. it. <laughs> I mean, $12,000, I'll bet that they paid off a car in that period of time that cost more than $12,000. Probably at least double that. Yes. How were they able to do that? And it's because they know over a certain period of time this gets forgiven. Why, if I knew in 10 years that you would that I wouldn't have to pay this off, there's no motivation for do? these people yeah. to pay it off. 512-836-0590. Get in here and join the discussion. 342, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com or via the free KLBJ app. Thanks a lot for joining us. 346 Jack is here producing, and we go to John 
on KLBJ. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just find it absolutely infuriating. I think we just sent over, what, $95 billion to Ukraine. Uh, I think now we're over, I believe, $200 billion. That money could have gone to this education. If he wants to dump uh, our money onto something, why didn't it stay in-house in this country and fix the problems that we have here? It's absolutely absurd. And who's going to pay off all this debt? I mean, even if this man doesn't have half a brain, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that we're never going to pay this back. Like, this is insane. Ed, what do you make of it? I disagree with you on, on Ukraine, sir. I think we've got to support Ukraine because I don't trust Putin. I don't trust what he's going to do next. So I have a disagreement with you on that. And I agree with you on one thing, sir. We spent so much money in the last few years, more so our debts increased more in the last few years than it has in the last 50 years. They're like drunken sailors up there, and it boggles my mind the billions of dollars that he has eliminated that people owed. Granted, this student loan deal is I don't like it because the interest keeps going up and up and up and up and up and put people in a trap, but people need to pay that back. And uh, I will agree with you on that thing. couple of disagreements there, Ed. Sorry, got to jump in here, John. Um, they didn't put people in a trap. People know when they sign that loan agreement know, Mel, that they're taking out this, and this is, there is an interest rate that goes along with it, and they say, yes, give me the money. So but they're not pe- put into a trap. People, people two, get, get, it, get themselves in a trap, I should have said, because of their naivety when they signed the deal. And two, how... It, and I'm not going to say one way or the other whether it's right to send money to Ukraine, but how do you continue to support that when where's the support coming from? We don't have the money, and that's the biggest issue. We don't have the money for buying votes with this loan forgiveness program. We don't have the money to send to Ukraine. We don't have the money to do EV chargers in every corner. We do not have the money, period. It doesn't matter what it's for. It's not there. John, thank you. And by the way, the $95 billion has not yet been approved and sent to Ukraine. That's the proposal right now. Uh, part of that 95 would go to Ukraine. Bill is in Cedar Park with Mark, Melinda, and Ed, 349. Hi, Bill. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Since the Supreme Court said that Biden's loan forgiveness is unconstitutional, that he needs to go through Congress for that, could the next president that comes into office say, okay, all you people that uh, Joe Biden forgive their loans, uh, they're reinstated because it was unconstitutional? I can't answer that, Bill. Do you know, I don't know if the president could do that, a new president could do that or not. I wouldn't imagine that they would just because, well, I guess it depends on who it is. If they're only planning on one term, uh, I, I, I just don't see anybody that's going for two terms going in and saying that. Well, I think the next president should, because if Joe Biden is defying the Supreme Court and our Constitution, then those loan forgivenesses are not valid. Bill, thanks very much. The Biden team says they're justified in doing this because they're reinterpreting laws approved by Congress. They're going back and looking again at the wording in the laws 
and they're finding new ways to provide relief for the borrowers. Reinterpreting, Reinterpreting. the laws. That's what's wrong with our world it's, right now. It's like reimagining police, just reimagining this and that. John is in South Austin at 350. Mark, Melinda, and Ed, how are you today, John? Hey, excellent, guys. You know, I'm still stuck on Ukraine. Again, we're depleting our own military supplies, giving it to them, and I don't, nobody has showed us an end game. As you know, wars are money-making factories and machines. We deplete our own stock. Why are we giving them any cash? Again, there's nothing to buy in Ukraine. Fighting forces with all of our gear, we're running short, so our, our companies have to make more of it, so people are making money off those companies. It's just happening but people are getting rich oh no, no quite game. yeah no question about That's that the there was a story in the wall street journal giving details on these companies that make all of the weapons and ammunition and it said they are raking it in right now yeah and uh, you've but, got but biden no, out there right now and his message is that money for ukraine most of it'll stay here in the u.s well guess what it's going to go to it's going to go to these companies that are raking it in trying to keep up with the supply need of the defense weapons. But those are american jobs right melinda but I, I don't think no there is no is there any checks and balances on where this money's going? That's a bad thing. I You're right. Not. We we don't know, and I'd firmly disagree with us sending money to pay their pension funds, their employees, everything in Ukraine. If we're going to do something in Ukraine, it's bullets and it's bombs and that sort of thing. And one thing I will agree, Melinda and Mark, we have done a pitiful job of trying to get people to the negotiating table to say, let's end this. We don't have the leadership that we've had in past that say we've got to we've got to bring people to the table have a good day guys john you have a good one as well sir this is a new advertisement called republicans for ukraine aid it's going to be running in texas congressional districts and they're hoping to convince republicans in the texas house delegation to join with the Democrats on what's called a discharge petition. That's a rarely used move to bring something to the floor of the House for a full vote of approval, even if the Speaker of the House doesn't want it. Let's listen in to this ad that's starting to run here in certain parts of Texas. I'm a Republican. I've been a lifelong Republican. If we don't support Ukraine, I fear China could potentially see that as a signal where they believe that they can invade their neighbors too. If Russia was to prevail in Ukraine, China, North Korea, Iran, see that the world is not united. If we deal in weakness in the face of aggression, it's a clear signal to countries like China to invade Taiwan. Everyone's concerned that somehow if we send more weapons, we're starting World War III. I say just the opposite. If we don't send weapons and check Putin now, we're going to have World War III. There are other countries in the world that are watching the U.S. response to this invasion by Russia. The core idea of the Republican Party was opposition to the forces of communism. It's incredibly important that Ukraine win this fight and that the West rallies behind it. Nobody's going to stand up to Russia and China unless we do. And that's my problem, that very last line. Why is it just us? Nobody's going to stand up to them unless we do. 
Take part. That's all I ask for. Everybody needs to do their part. No, I don't think Russia should be able to go in and steamroll anyone. I don't think China should be able to go in and steamroll anyone. My question is, why does it always fall the majority on the U.S.? The discharge petition, I don't agree with, because this is, we elect those people to Congress, and that will never happen. It's This is just a political ploy. I do support sending arms to Ukraine, but I'm not for a discharge position that will sidestep the leadership and go around. I'm not I'm not for that. Well, and I can't help it. The question that comes to mind every time they say this is, why didn't y'all ask why Biden didn't do that to start with? They asked for it at the very beginning, and he was very selective in what he would give to Ukraine. All right, 512-836-0590. Get in here and join the discussion. The news is next on KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio. KLBJ.